Professor Impostar. This is the Midnight Impostar. This is Dr. Impostar. And I am a blue impostar. <laughs> and together we bring you. Impossible. Impossible. Oh, he's an imposter. That's a body of a Well, hello, Impostar Radio Tears. We've got a treat for you today. Treat is in. Yeah. Uh, I would like to consider this seg- Consider we call this segment Afternoon Movie Madness because this is when I saw this movie. Yep. An afternoon movie. Saturday, Saturday afternoon movie, Creature Feature, Channel uh, 50, WKBD out of Detroit. <laughs> yeah. I saw this movie, and this movie, we're, we're, we're you know, I mean, it's no ape versus mech ape, I mean, you know, whatever. And we're going to rightfully trounce this thing, but this movie, just because of the, the time that I saw it, the early 70s, and yeah, it was probably like eight or nine or whatever when I saw it, but it, it's one of these weirdo movies that just stuck with me. For a long time. The movie we are going to talk about today is called... <laughs> and for those of you that think I just sprung a leap, no, I have not. That is the actual title of the movie. S. 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 seven of them? Seven S's. Seven S's. There's seven. To paraphrase Steve Martin, there must be 57 S's somewhere. So, uh, just just a brief overview here. Uh, our lead, our lead, Dr. Carl Stoner, <laughs> a herpetologist. All right? He sells a mysterious creature to a carny. You, when the movie starts out like that, you know things are going to get weird, right? Okay? And the carny was uh, played by Tim O'Connor of Buck yes. Rogers fame, right? And we never see what he's selling, but it's a big box, and something in the box is whimpering. But he, he sells it to the carny, and the carny's like, yeah, you know what? You're a goddamn genius, Doc. You know, you <laughs> remembered for all this, and things are going to go sideways. But that's the setup. But our, our, our doctor... He, he, he experiments with snakes, and things are going to get weird. The movie stars Strother Martin, who I'm convinced is related to Christopher Plummer somehow. There, there's a relation there. I, I don't know what's going on, but it looks just like him. We got Dirk. It's Benedict. a thespic relationship. Yeah, we got Dirk Benedict, 
Battlestar Galactica A-Team fame. We have Heather Menzies, who was from The Sound of Music and uh, was, uh, I think, in the Logan's Run TV show, the short-lived uh, run. Uh, and everybody's favorite B-movie beefcake, Red Brown, Uncommon Valor, Thor, <laughs> the Hunter from the Future, and our... 70s TV Captain America. Throw that yeah. throw that motorcycle up onto the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see that transparent plexiglass shield. Um, so yeah, so uh, there we go. So uh, moving on to the plot, the plot basically, the, the scientist, he wants to create a human-snake hybrid. There we go. Uh, let's just that's it in a nutshell. Fuck that. Yeah. This episode's over. That's it. <laughs> We're done. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Faster than ape versus mecha ape. No, wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, no, no. Let's do punchlines. Okay. Punchlines. Keep it going, Doctor Head. Punchline. I gotta shed my skin. <laughs> Dad fly, punchline. I would have rather watched a Struther Martin or a Struther movie. Other <laughs> <laughs> punchline. This movie is special. <laughs> <laughs> and I will throw in my own here. Now that's what I call a trouser snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. What so. year was this movie made? 1973, and I should also add, John Chambers did the makeup, which I'm kind of like, is kind of cool, but I'm like, okay, really fine. Yeah, you know, I like the makeup, yes. Uh, there's the po- there's see. points where it's really good. Yeah, you see yes, the freak in the circuit in the in the, in the sideshow. That's yes. good. That's creepy. Yes, and that freaked me out as a kid. When I saw that, I'm like, oh crap! That that's the part that stuck with me. When you get into the step with the makeup, yeah, that that yeah, that never left my brain. It plays out like an like a made for TV movie with a little bit extra, but mm, but let's open it up for the floor. All right, everybody. Get your di- get your scalpels out. Let's dissect the specimen, please. <laughs> well, I like. Uh, I, I didn't. I forgot that this was uh, Dirk. What's his face in, in this Dirk movie? Dirk Benedict. Yeah, yeah. Dirk Benedict. Um, and it's great that he goes on into uh, Battlestar Galactica, where he's kind of like a Han Solo type character, right? Yes. He's got that kind of Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, and then he then he's in the eights. Team um, <laughs> as face, where he's also another just kind of uh, he, he's got some. I, I personally think he's got some act, charm and, and acting chops. I um, loved him as face. Yeah, he was face. great. Yeah. I thought he was really good. Yeah, that first season face. of A Team. Yeah, face. <laughs> that first uh, that first uh, season of A Team was really clever. Uh, really yeah. good. Yeah. You know, yeah. great characters. I'll watch it. Yep. That was good. Yep. Same thing. It was that was like the same year that uh, the Golden Monkey or whatever. came Came out. Uh, oh, yeah, with um, uh, Blake Decker in the motion picture. Um, Collins, Stephen Collins, yep. right? Tales of the Gold Monkey. Yeah. Yep, Tales of the Gold Monkey. That was it, yeah, because I, I know that uh, Professor Feather was into that one, you know, where he would watch that because it was the whole Indiana Jones type thing. Um, but uh, that's what really struck me is that with this one was I love Struther Martin like everything he's ever been in I just watched uh, what what's the one that uh, uh, Paul Newman is a Cool Hand Luke yeah Cool Hand Luke where Struther Martin's that kind of monk that lives on that mountaintop uh, that's doing all that kind of stuff and he's 
fucking great, you know. And it's funny if you watch, go back and watch that movie. Strother Martin, it, you can tell, is entertaining the fuck out of uh, um, uh, Paul Newman. There's just shots of Paul Newman standing there with him, where Paul Newman is just like. I don't know. He's just looking at him like, what the fuck is going on here? Really good stuff. Um, but I love Strawberry Martin, and I love... Uh, who's the guy that's the other professor that makes him call him doctor? Oh, um... I've seen that guy here. a ton. Yeah, he, in, a ton. I don't yeah. know. He's a, a character actor. 70s. That, yeah, was around. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. This is... Um, uh, yeah, this is the best part about the movie for who me. Who gets eaten by the snake. <laughs> I like the picture that at the end of that his shoe. Yeah, right. Richard <laughs> Shaw. Yeah, Richard Shaw. Oh, yeah. okay. Schult. Schult. Yeah, uh, uh, Dick Schult. Um, Schult or Schult. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, and then the other guy was uh, who was the guy that w- that owned the the carnival? That actor that was, looked. That was Tim O'Connell. Tim, Tim o- yeah, yes. Tim O'Connell. Okay, yeah, I knew he looked he looked familiar uh, as well. The, what Buck I like about this movie is growing up as a kid in the, in the '70s, television dictated kind of what you got to see. We didn't have that kind of pull. We it was all pushed to us, and so you just would kind of like going, okay, well, I'm going to watch this because there's nothing else on. I have three channels, and this is it. Or you know, you kind of looked at it and you're like going, oh, this is kind of a horror movie. So let's yeah, we're we're definitely in on that. Um, and I remember this creeping me out uh, a lot because there's a point of no return at which that guy can't be reversed from being a snake and you're just like that dread that kept coming up and he's getting the shots and he's really trusting and he's nice um and uh i think my favorite part is when he bites reb brown you know they get into that fight and he just starts biting him yes Yeah, and then you're like, because yeah, Reb Brown plays the 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 asshole, the jock. Yeah, 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 yeah he's, he's a jock, jock asshole, jock yeah. asshole. Yeah, I'm friends yeah. with him on Facebook, by the way, Reb Brown. <laughs> That's a, um, yeah, he plays a pretty despicable character, and he does a pretty good job of it. He does, yeah, yeah. and he gets. And it's amazing too. And thinking, I didn't really realize that you know my memory had not Mm-mm. served me well when I saw Reb Brown and how big he is. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just didn't, for some reason, didn't remember him being that big. Yeah, I know. He's, he is pretty huge. You look in this movie, and he's pretty much way bigger than just about everybody else in this movie. Right, and but you can now see why he, why they, they chose him as the TV Captain America. Yeah. Yes. That, yes. He's like, yeah, you're like, that's exactly what he, Steve Rogers probably would have looked at like. You know? I, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Struther Martin is he his performance in this is pretty subtle overall. Yeah. Um, even when he's delivering some pretty weird lines, he's he's pretty earnest. You know, uh, I, I I love that about him. I I was taken with the the uh, editing of the first time he went in the ring with the king. Oh, yeah. and how they edited it, you know, with him and the snake and everything. Really, really good well-paced editing and just you know pretty perfect um a testament to the the editors you know and i don't know the movie the movie looks good Mm -hmm. you know it has a really good crisp look to it um i have nothing you know technically and stuff i think the movie's actually been in really good shape and and you know done well um the craft has was crafted well i to be honest i was hadn't seen this movie probably and since 1973 or whenever it came yeah, out same here um and and i was just i was more astounded about by how good that it was 
as opposed to how I my perception of it not being good. Um, so I'm totally taking the opposite view. I I was fascinated by this movie. There's a lot of filler. All of the snake stuff, you know. There's just a lot of filler uh, of that, you know. And then, and then I, you know, you got to cringe at some of that. But you got to make a feature length movie, and you know, most horror movies can't fill feature length, so you got to have you know some kind of filler. And that so that's a little more interesting. And they're they're. Um, uh, the relationship with the the snakes, he and his daughter, mm-hmm. um, the it's very very odd, you know. And the daughter's relationship is was I found particularly interesting mm-hmm. because she, she, this was a person that grew up in this environment. It was natural, you know. It was in a natural environment for her, you know. You don't. She didn't have the 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 common phobia against snakes or anything because she grew up around them. And her dad probably all the whole time says, "No, no, you know, snakes are cool." Because I'm gonna make snakes. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. <laughs> he only said that in the, when he was taking a shower. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I actually like the movie, and there's yeah. you know there's spots that it's, that it's you know not too good, but overall it's got a creepiness to it. Mm-hmm. It does. And Doctor Head. You you said it. You know the the scene in the the um, in the carnival when you first see him in that that is creepy as shit. <laughs> That's just creepy, you know. Because you and, could and see both. It's the human. Yes. You know, there's a human in there, but right. it is snake like enough to see it is completely transformed with yeah. those with those you know the lips have been replaced by that cold like reptilian yeah. uh, you know mouth. The the makeup effects are really good, and like you know the fact that there's no arms and it kind of just wiggling um it, it yeah very creepy it reminded me of when i was a kid I, at the fair they had the the lobster family and yes. we we paid you know and i was young and i'm mm-hmm. like i wanted to see it but i was really disturbed by that i i had to leave because you know you go in thinking okay you've never been into a freak show as a kid um and then you walk in like and then you had to give them your ticket and they reached out to you with their claw hands and took it from you and they were like sitting around like a wading pool you know like a little turtle pool kind of thing and that's when it freaked out like when they saw their lobster claws like you know taking the ticket out so that whole that whole weird aspect of it kind of resonates with me at a, at a young age but like all of you like you you know Blue Fez. I'm not sure when I saw this. It might have been on something like a Hulahan and Big Chuck or the Ghoul or, or something <laughs> like that, you know. But a lot of those movies, because of, of the age that I was at, uh, 63, I would have been like seven or 73, I'd have been six, um, you know, totally engaged, totally creeped out by it. And the pacing wouldn't have bothered me because we were so used to it. That was that was just what was going on at the time. Yeah. Now it just seems insufferably slow. Um you know, because it just, ah, like you said, Feather, just so much filler here. But yeah. it is still, it is still a really well-made movie, and, yeah, and performances are subtle and and mm-hmm. good, and and it is competently done, and it has some genuinely creepy moments. Yeah, I I think for me, where I think the film kind of drops the ball is the end. It's like okay. So you want to do this kind of human snake hybrid and we get all the way in, you're just turning him into another snake with what a human thought. I'm like, that's no, because I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of I'm thinking it should have been more like the fly. Let's see a guy. Let's see that makeup and let's see him escape the lab and start terrorizing people. I, that's what I think it should have gone. It, sh- it should have ended up somehow like that. Or you get that like, oh, one like, you know, maybe part of his arm is not quite 
form, but he still's got the other. You know, we want a little bit more. I'd say I wanted a little more gruesome there. I yeah. didn't want to. I mean, the, you know, you got the, the the transformation sequence at the end's kind of cool, you know. But then I'm, I remember thinking as a kid, I'm like, well, he just turned him into a snake. I'm like, he's not that. You can't terrorize town with like a snake. With a there. snake, maybe it was just too much money. Well, to build maybe. that suit to, to like practical effects at the time to make the suit, well, you know. But it yeah, it would have been a whole different. It would have been a whole different uh, yeah. statement too. I think. Yeah, you know? yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. like like the movie from the fifties, like the Wasp Woman and the Fly. Those 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 variations on that on that theme. Yes, yes, that's what I was wanting to see. And when you when you get to the carnival and you first see that hybrid, then you're like, oh, then you were yeah. waiting for it to happen again, you know. Um, and but and you and you get the inkling too, you know, that it's ha- going to happen to to. Uh, why, why can't remember Dirk Benedict's uh, name in the movie? It's not Wildstar, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen to Wildstar again. You're thinking, oh, this is going to be really creepy, and then like, oh. yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. When they first the the makeup in the beginning is really bad. You know, it it looks like something that tar and feather would do you know uh, but then there's a point where it changes and then it starts yeah. becoming you know, more uh, refined and 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 different you know it's not the, your typical makeup uh, yeah the whole part at the end about the scales and all that but yeah well the it, it, the thing that really pulled me out in terms of it being a, a quality movie is the sound that the mongoose made I mean it literally <laughs> sounded like a cartoon you know what I mean like it was it what? was so non-threatening and stuff like that and then the fact that I like the irony that the mongoose then kills Dirk Benedict the snake you know which is good but that that would not be how I would end that movie at all either I don't um, know I I do, yeah. but it, it is that kind of irony, you know what I mean? That the one snake gets out, gets its head blown off after it kills Struther Martin. I don't know what Struther Martin was doing. Was he committing suicide at the I, end there? You know, I think at that point he was just insane, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I thought he was... I, yeah, I, I, I really he, don't know. Yeah, I thought he knew he, the, it was up, you know, the... the that could be, that could be. Up. And then he's just like, I'm, I'm done, let's, let's, let's get this over with. Yeah. Um... But then, you know, his daughter coming in and standing in that fence, I'm like, just jump over the fence. Get the fuck out of there. No, <laughs> you yeah, backflip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you had to have the sheriffs come in and, and do all that stuff. The sheriffs, the sheriff oh, and the deputy, geez. they were kind of funny. I liked them, you know. Well, like, they were stereotypes. They were. Pure, they were, pure, pure stereotypes. When they first you know? show up, though, they have a couple of good lines that are just yeah. like, okay, yeah. that's this is where the writer gets to be like, oh, we're going to be clever here, you know, for a couple of minutes, so. Yeah, no, I was the tobacco chewing sheriff. And <laughs> this this movie is available on archive.org and it's a really good quality print of, uh, of the movie yeah. itself. Um, quality audio, all that stuff. Um, and I would, you know, I'm a big fan of archive.org. So if you're listening to this podcast, give them money, <laughs> right? Um, just send them some money. I do. I, I actually have a monthly five dollars that goes off to them, um, just because I go there. I you I get so much music from them. I'll all the music you hear, almost all the almost all the music you hear on the podcast is from archive.org, uh, and that's me just sifting through everything, and and then and then I can you know you can find what that music is in in the down in the the the, the comments. Um, but I also talk to all the musicians that we we use the music of, you know, just to let them know we've used it for this. We give them credit and all that kind of stuff. So um, watch this movie and go to archive.org to get it. That was like a commercial, I guess, right? Sorry. Yeah, yeah it, it was. was. That's that, good. That yeah. was. That was a commercial. 
So. Sure. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. But I like the I like how uh, um, Doctor Stoner decides to take care of the Reb Brown uh-huh. character. I thought that was pretty pretty genius, you know. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah the, the only, only the fact that how he got into the place was kind of nebulous. Oh, but, I, yeah. And I love that. I love that fact. I'm like going, yeah, don't let's not fuck yeah, around. Yeah. Let's just get in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, he's just, just there. He's, he's there. He's, he's a genius. Fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just we just accept it. Yeah, yeah. Right. just an old man with a leather medicine bag going into a dorm. Yeah, nothing yeah. to see here. Nothing to see yeah. Here. <laughs> Nothing's wrong. Yeah. There's nothing going on. There's nothing yeah. wrong with this. Struther Martin never looks suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Is, at, at worst, he's bringing in beer for some of yes. the kids. Yeah. You know? oh, it's beef. It's white powdery beef. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, Doctor Head. That was a that was a uh, reference to Shakes the Clown. That was way hey. farther than you got. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I only got a half hour. <laughs> Fuck you, Party Clown. <laughs> <laughs> you hate us because we're artists. Well, what's the What's the poem that Strother Martin, Doctor oh, Stoner? Read, yeah, he reads to his uh, snakes all the time, which I thought yeah. was kind of nice. He's always yeah. reading about animals. Um, yeah. Walt Whitman, right? Yeah, wasn't it Walt Whitman? I think he's reading Walt Whitman. Yeah, yeah, that was just cool. And just it was such a, a like a, a low key thing, like a lull, you know. But, but you but, see, it was an insight but it kind of gave character. you, yeah, and gave you. I thought that was a, it, a very well composed. It's also composed. one of the brilliance of the film is that they make one of the most uh, likable characters in the film that snake who likes to drink. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Who's who's going to deny a, an old man his nip? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and the fact that when yeah, right. When when Reb Brown kills that snake, I'm like, go! I want you to fucking kill Reb yeah. Brown's character now. Go get and you're like, oh, master, he's, yeah, he's master. gonna do it. Yeah, you're gonna get it. Yeah, and I love they, they had some just really good small scenes when they go to the gas station and uh, uh, Ber- Dirk Benedict gets the gas in there yes. and the dude gets pissed off him and he goes, oh well, I'm, if you'd have just waited, that wouldn't have happened to you. And he's all you know, but then you know, Dirk Benedict turns it around on him when he goes and he reads is in and and what the fuck is he doing reaching into anybody's car you know and that snake wraps around him and he goes well maybe you should have asked first <laughs> you know so yeah um, and, yeah and, and, and for some of our younger viewers if we have younger viewers back in those days you weren't allowed to pump your own gas true people did yep. it for you. so That's if you true. see a scene and you're like what's with the guy in the bump that yeah me. those of you who live in new jersey will understand what we're talking about because yes. in new well, jersey also uh Oregon, right? Is it? They do it out? Okay, yeah. Is it, it's either Washington State or Oregon State. Yeah, it could be. I know New Jersey, you don't, there's no self-serve. You know, somebody comes out and pumps your gas. So. I'm going to come out and pump your gas. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird when you've gone to that. I, when I, you know, I was there about a decade ago and I'm like, kept on looking for self-serve. Like, oh, they pumped the gas. Like, oh, that is weird because it hadn't happened to me since, I, you know, we were kids. Like, what's <laughs> yeah. by the time like 13 or so before I started driving, it became self-serve, you know, I'm like, yeah, just gotten used to that. Yeah, well, in in the yeah. winter, I wish it was like that. You know, I you know, I just want to. Well, then you pay roll down that crack of a window and pull, throw that money out at them or whatever. <laughs> I, I, always, I always felt bad for the people who had to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I did, but not not bad enough I to worked, get out. And pump I worked it myself. in a gas station in midwinter one time, so <laughs> I know exactly what it's like. I, it was it was not a self serve. It was before self serve. We had to pump the gas. 
course, my boss so, was a crook, so it was kind of interesting. You made snake. That's a whole nother back. story. That's a whole yeah. <laughs> so, Fez, now that you've gone back and watched this movie again, what, uh, did, you know, how many, did you keep on revisiting that first time, that creature feature in the afternoon? Did you have all, all those flashbacks when, when yeah. watching this? Oh, yeah. I, I, I did, because I, I, I saw it at my grandparents' house, because they lived in Sylvania, Ohio. So they were close enough to the yep. uh, Ohio-Michigan line where they could get Channel 50 in. Now, we had an antenna at our house, but only occasionally, and we lived more in Toledo, um, but only occasionally would we be able to pull in uh, Channel 50 or Channel, was it Channel 20? 20, yes, um, 20. Yeah, that, that was the one that had all the good stuff. Ultraman, yeah. Yep, yeah. But yeah. Um, I remember seeing it at my grandparents' house. I think my dad was doing some work for his parents' place, and you know, just hanging out. And, you know, I remember watching it. You know, grandparents are walking in. And they're like, "Oh, what are you watching?" Oh, well, okay, well, whatever. You know, and they leave. But you know, I, I did. I was watching this, going, "Yep." I remember being in their living room watching it on that big ass RCA console television piece of furniture that yeah. they, they had in there. But I'm, I'm like, the the one thing that that did pop up was like, I, you know, I'm not knocking you know, modern technology, but there's still that kind of wistfulness for the, the, the days of the afternoon movies, the, the the horror movies at night where you had to plan. You're like, oh, it's 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 the Planet of the Apes week for the afternoon movie, you know? And scheduling, you know, I'm gonna come home and get my homework done so I can watch Planet of the Apes yeah. week, you know, stuff like that. There, there is something about that that I there, that I missed it, it, because you know? it, it makes it, it makes that stuff more precious. Uh, I yeah. I swear I spend more time putting stuff on my watch list than I do watching yes. shit. You know watch what I mean? It. It's like I'm like oh I want to watch that. Oh I'm gonna watch that. You know? And it's like then you're like going oh, what do I really feel like watching? It's, and you have seven services, so you have you, seven oh, watch lists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I said. It's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, but I think it's it's the you know I think it's the foraging. You know what I mean? It's the that that kind of finding thing. And, and being like, it's it's temporary, you know. So you have to either ca- either catch it or not, you know. So it would be like a devastating year when you didn't get to to catch uh, Willie and the Won- Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because something or, was yeah. going on. Yeah, you know, because it was bang, once bang, a year. Yeah, and like what was it? Thanks, yeah. Wizard of Oz was always oh, Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it was always. Yeah, they always picked a time of year when they would do that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, 70s is my jam. I love the, you know, and like I love the fact that uh, I would look forward to commercials. There were certain types of commercials that I really liked. You know, like any McDonald's commercial that would have all of those characters on them or anything was was awesome. Um, But then we also had Saturday morning cartoons, which nobody now understands. You know, they've got cartoons at all at their hands at all times there's whole channels but we would be like what are the new cartoons coming out in september all right so this is what helps placate the fact that we have to go back to school (laughs) you know is that it's also new season for cartoons and all that kind of stuff um yeah they advertised in comic books that's how we found out about the new schedule that was absolutely true (laughs) yeah and and all the toys you'd see in those cartoon commercial or the commercials on the cartoons yeah Yeah, from like what 7 30 to like 11 yeah. Or so. That's when you know. That's when you had it. Or I think maybe even until noon. I think the Bugs Bunny hour came on at eleven or something like that. But yeah. by that time, I think my parents were like, "Okay, you've watched TV enough today. Out. Get out. Do something." <laughs> well, well, like, but like Superhost comes on at one. You know. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, well, and you knew the cartoons were over. Oh, when, yeah, when, yeah, later on. Yeah, Commander USA. Yeah, yes, on USA, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, and Friday nights we had Hula and Big Chuck or The Ghoul, yeah. you know, or The yeah. Ghoul might have been Saturdays. I don't remember, but, but it was like Friday nights... Yeah, always that. Hulan and Saturday afternoons were, were definitely the we had, super hosts but those, all that good stuff. Yeah, those were the, the beginnings of, like, the real cable was, like, Night Flight and, U- you know, USA yeah. and all USA, that stuff. Right. Had these, and then MTV and, and all those things. Um, yeah, I love that stuff. Um, even into the 80s, you know, then they all of a sudden, USA had that Saturday and Sunday morning from like five o'clock in the morning until two o'clock in the afternoon you, you would could watch all these different cartoons mostly Hanna-Barbera stuff um, and I, I remember like in the 70s you knew cartoons were over when Fat Albert came on <laughs> that was like the last one and then all of a sudden it would either be Soul Train or uh, American Bandstand Band. yeah and yeah. you're like going yeah cartoons are over time to go outside or do whatever the yeah. fuck you're gonna do so. Yeah, yeah, time for chores then outside. Yeah. yeah or cool. outside chores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd usually stay in and watch Bandstand. Yeah, I would still watch that stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, it, quite, it, quite often. Yeah. I, that, but then you'd have I'd, the I'd afternoon that. movies that would come on and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. you would love the rainy days because then you didn't feel like you have to be outside. You'd just be like inside looking at the TV guide. Um, yeah. Shit. Hoping that the fucking baseball game didn't. Oh, cancel! Yes, cancel one of your one of your shows. Right, I forgot about that. This is why I fucking hate sports. They're great, ghastly man. (laughs) They were constantly, you know, usurping his time. You hated this program has been preempted. I'm like, what does preempted mean? I don't care. It just means it just means I'm not seeing shit that I want to (laughs) see. Oh yes, good stuff, man. But that's the '70s, and. You're a feather. You're a '60s. Your our '70s would have been your '60s, right? '50s, late. 50s. You know, think I was born in 1950. Yeah. So by you know, like uh, 50s. by the yeah. So late '50s, you know, and into the '60s. Yes, that was my my time. Yeah, that's... that all the you know all the early stuff, which which I found out later. Almost every show I was watching was a radio show that had transferred to TV um, which is kind of interesting you have to, I, but I never knew it at the time and I didn't give a shit at the time you know who cared who cared that you just you know wanted to watch it well dr. head oh uh, yeah we had the same thing dr. head when you're talking about it was about 7:30 to noon usually was the time you know and then by noon everything was over and yeah scoot go do something else yeah. you know um, that was usually usually the uh, well, quit, quit hanging out in front of the TV we were just uh, on some shoes jump on your bike yeah but we were also <laughs> talking earlier we mentioned something about creep factor on something and uh, I said I would much rather watch patches and pockets uh, <laughs> which was a local thing oh. which were <laughs> Basically, two women, you know, dressed yes. up as dolls. Yes. One was a man, one yeah. was a, a woman. And uh, they had the treehouse. Uh, the one had a, a ruler in her po- his pocket uh, that they would tell, tell to pull out and tell time with. And then we also had Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben's General Store. Yes, ben. Uncle Ben's General Store, yeah. So we would, uh, you know, my brother and I would be up at that time, you know, because, and I was uh, like Saturday morning. Because those were really early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like six o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Local. Those guys, yeah. uh, both of those were local. So well, yeah. Yeah. And usually uh, my brother and I would sleep uh, on the floor 
in the living room in front of the television so that we would watch movies until we fell asleep and then we would wake up and get those cartoons on, you know, and we would watch that shit. And it was just amazing. We would fight because I was a big into Hanna-Barbera because I was an idiot. Um, and uh, my brother loved Looney Tunes, you know, so we would have to oscillate back and forth between what we watched and all that kind of stuff. So it was really, it was the only time we were negotiating with each other and not... <laughs> <laughs> me not bossing him around so um, yeah I, that stuff's awesome alright so are we done with I think so. oh, do, oh no I do I do have one other thing I wanted to say in relation to everything that we've been talking about okay um, the, the movie is I would consider like rated a PG movie mm -hmm. um, and it was consciously made filmed and edited for a PG audience. Yeah. Take I want to you know the classic example of the lake swim. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that. The the, uh, the the tasteful placing yes. of foliage. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> out of the bank. Come on. <laughs> it was, yeah. But it was good. And then what I thought was particularly interesting about the scene that made it kind of stick out even more was he goes in and then you see and it's all blurred and it, it's at her. first you go what why is it blurred oh because you can't see him. then you find out oh no it's her vision yes yeah. <laughs> which is which i thought now that, that, that well, was pretty cool I, that, that was good yes you they did that whole thing like absolutely tastefully you know you hardly see anything you know it's just yeah um I, 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 that's I, just a, a factor that i think was uh, throughout this whole movie yeah. You know, it, it would go to a certain level, but not above that level. And a lot of the levels we've talked, what we like, mm -hmm. that movie would not go there intentionally. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a testament to, to the writing and to how they, the production, the producing and everything else. Well, the, he also, Dirk Benedict has the line, in order to get her to come in with him, he goes, you're a naturalist, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're yeah. like, yeah. that's good. And she's like, oh, yeah. okay. And it was like, she wanted to before that. That was like oh, her yeah. excuse to be like, oh, it's okay. Yes. You know, yeah, that's yeah. all good. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I would agree. That's that. And I love the fact that the one set of foliage was artificial they literally laid that yes. was matted yes. on to the, yes. to the film in order to cover shit up oh yeah oh yeah i'd like to be, think that thing's taped to something on the camera right <laughs> yeah you got a little thing coming off and it's like tied to their tape and so look they're they're also they uh, strother martin has the the talk with her and she goes it's a little too late for the birds and the bees and he's almost kind of telling her that yeah if he uh comes inside yeah. of you you could die because it's going to be poisonous you know or whatever you know yeah yeah you like, say that oh it's a, it's such a such a cool cool thing yeah no I'd, I'd really forgotten about this I, I really appreciate thank you uh, Fez for bringing me back to when I saw this on television because I as soon as I started watching it at about 10 minutes and I'm like I fucking see this yeah you know? yeah that's yeah it's good stuff I can I, right back in my grandparents living room <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we were in Ottakee, Ohio at that time when I saw this. So it was because it didn't, we didn't, I didn't see it. I saw it on television and it was, I think, quite, it, it might have actually later. even been later than that. It might have been on Elm Street in Wauseon or whatever. Yeah, know? I don't remember. Um, I remember seeing it when it originally came out on TV, but yeah. I don't remember when that was or anything. Yeah. You know. I, don't, I don't think I did because I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where we were in 73. Were we in Florida? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I know I didn't see it in Florida. I know it was somewhere. Yeah, it was later than that. Yeah. Yeah. 
cool. But yeah, it's like that, you know, but that there again, a lot of those channels, like you're talking about Channel 20, would replay all this old stuff, oh, yeah. too, you know. Yeah, Channel um, 50. Uh, oh, yeah, and Channel 50 would, too. Yeah. yeah, 50 was a big one. That had that Dave whatever his name was in the afternoon uh, during the week. Oh. Uh, oh, no, are you talking about Bill? Bill, um, Bill yeah. Kennedy? Bill Kennedy. Bill Kennedy, yeah. yes. Bill Kennedy at the movies. Yeah. I watched Bill. Came on at one o'clock, one, yep. one o'clock in the afternoon, and if if I ever I could, I'd watch it because I there again, you know that the horror hosting in me was coming out because I, I liked Bill Kennedy's he was performance. Great. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he was great. Smoking and had that little in yeah. because he was he, he came from Hollywood. He was mm-hmm. in some movies, you know. Yep. He was bona fide, yep. you know. So yeah, you know, he was pretty. He uh, he was just a character, you know. Well, I liked him and. It, I made the movies good because he would talk about them and you know he was a he was a host man it was just yeah. it, was, it was cool but but it was more like carson you know yes. of, uh, like a shtick oh no no yeah well, yeah, he'd yeah. Sit there afternoon that, carson he'd you know, sit there in that carson. chair and he'd have that cigarette you know he's like yeah yeah <laughs> the uh and i would literally watch or look at the tv guide and if there was a movie on in an afternoon i would try to play hooky you know what I mean? I would just be like, yeah, that you wanted to watch. That was what there were two times I would play hooky. Uh, one was that for that, and the other one was when I knew the progress reports that were being sent out <laughs> would come up so that I could intercept it nice. in the mail. Uh, I don't know if I've ever told you, Professor Feather, how many times that got flushed down the toilet. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. I would have never done that when I was a teenager. I know. Uh, I thought you'd appreciate it years later. That's why I'm telling you now. (laughs) You're grounded. (laughs) Yeah, you're grounded. Okay. You had mentioned uh, uh, TV or radio programs that have been turned into TV shows and that kind of stuff. Uh, Dr. Head, in the background of his thing, has The Phantom. Um, I think the Phantom. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, it may be that uh, Blue Fez and I are possibly two of the only humans who love the <laughs> the Phantom movie. Um, and oh, I love Drop the, the line, movie. my friend. Okay, drop the line. Your favorite line. Yeah, yeah. What is this? A ship full of women? <laughs> 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 well, the best part is not even that. It's Treat Williams. Treat Williams chews up the scenery in that whole fucking movie. And it's got some great lines. He, he does. We we should do that. Let's you say you like it, Dr. Head? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, you like it? Yeah. I do. I, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Billy Zane's great. Yes. I mean, we should do a, we should do a, an episode on this yeah, before we, we get into to. it too much. Yeah, let's yeah, do it. That'd be fine with me. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, yep. I say watch party first, then we do that. Yes. Oh, okay, yes. Oh, that'd be yeah. good. That'd yeah, be good. yeah. Got it. This All is right. a critically underrated movie, in my oh, opinion. Yes. Way Shamefully. Shamefully. Yeah. 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 Almost up there with The Rocketeer, I think, as being underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one, too. The mm, production yeah. Yeah, production design on that is beautiful. You know, the cinematography, all that yes, stuff. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, all right. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Wow, that was a mellow dump. <laughs> I'm gonna take you out here with some fake <laughs> <Think> jazz. <laughs> And you have sweet been, soft jazz. And you have been. <laughs> oh, what? Who did do it? Uh, listening to. I mean, yeah, uh, thank yeah. you, Doctor Impostor. <laughs> <laughs> and you have been listening to. 
Radio at gmail.com. Send those letters. Keep them coming, folk. Unsane Radio is on Facebook. Unsane Radio is on Facebook. Oh, unsaneradio.com. Go there. Because all the pictures, all those, they're, they're there. You can kind of look at them. They're fucking hilarious. Some of them are just great. Yeah, the descriptions and, and the titles are good too. Yes. Come and see it. Come and see. It. You can go and see. Yeah, read it. Yeah, everything's. It's an entertaining site, actually. And there's a lot of content. Uh, over what, 220 some episodes or something that we've got going. Uh, right yeah. So. Um, uh, Tarn Feather, on the other hand, is doing absolutely nothing. Um, we're enjoying a, a break that has lasted about 10 years now. Hiatus. A hiatus. I, thank you. Thank they're you, in retirement you. in Sarasota with all the circus freaks. <laughs> uh, Sucking soda. Okay. That sounds like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> a, town the, a town where all the horror hosts go to retire. Yeah. Sarasota. <laughs> it's almost like was Egghead on in Batman. Excellent. Take her away, Dr. Head. <laughs> and you can find heavy metals. <laughs> heavy Metal Horror Podcast on Instagram, Montag Lewis, one word on the Facebooks and on the YouTube's Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. Rock and roll and horror coming your way. And returning soon, We Freaks, Web webcomic, family-friendly, on the Facebooks, W-E-E-F-R-E-E-K-Z. In the Midnight Gadfly. Has deflated. Did you say reptile dysfunction? Yeah, reptile. That's the name of the episode. Reptile dysfunction. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, there it is. I just can't get my reptile hard no more. That's better than leaky podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>